Start for Wales in Japan, the Pro 14 about to start in Wales. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Victory over Georgia, Australia next. Bucks coach Stephen Jones is settling into his new role. What a wonderful welcome I've had for the boys and management. You know, arrived in uh, Toyota, it's been fantastic from my end uh, how we've been welcomed into that group. My scoring wing Josh Adams says Wales can take confidence from beating Australia last November. We know what it takes to beat them, of course. They've got some outstanding players, big threats over the ball, that's going to be a big focus for us next week. We can tighten up that contact area, maybe change the point of contact a little bit more and then I, th- I think we're in a good place. A lost prey skipper Dan Lydia knows what it takes to do well at a World Cup, but warns Australia will be a tough one to crack. They seem to be hitting their straps at the right time, but it is going to be a tough tournament, but hopefully the, the way it's set out for Wales this year, they'll have enough rest in between games. And we'll be previewing the start of the Guinness Pro 14 with all four regions, as well as hearing more about events in Japan. So, Georgia was strong, but Wales opened their World Cup account with a bonus point win. Next up, the crucial clash with Australia. Newbacks coach Stephen Jones is now very much part of things, and it's a chance to hear how he's settling in now. He started talking about the injury to lock Corey Hill, which unfortunately means his World Cup is over. It's unfortunate for Corey, uh, such a wonderful person. You know, he's uh, tried his hardest to get over that injury, and it's just unfortunate. What's the last week been like for you, Stephen? Yeah, pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it's been manic, if I'm honest, but what a wonderful welcome I've had of uh, the boys and management. When I arrived in uh, Toyota, it's been fantastic from my end uh, how we've been welcomed into that group. Yeah, came in fortunate in the sense I worked with a number of the uh, players before and, and management, and a lot of the senior players were excellent. They're at the helm and they took the lead in a lot of the sessions from my end, which was great. Where were you when you took the call? At home, yeah, so it was a bit of a shock, but uh, yeah. So what do you hope to bring to the squad now that you are here? Obviously, there's a wonderful foundation in place. There's a lot of good things in the library already. Katz has been excellent and said, I can evolve things slowly, but obviously conscious that uh, there's going to be uh, limited grass time. But we are unfortunate that there's so many good things in place. Steve, how impressed were you with some of the rugby last night, especially in the first half? Yeah, I, I was happy. thought some of our lines of running were good. Our ball movement was decent. But I would say there's, uh, the good thing for us is there's plenty for us to work on as well, which is the exciting part. What would you have been doing if you were still at home now? I'd have done the school run and uh, then it would have been a case of catching up with some of the guys in the regions, getting out to see the coaches and uh, yeah, getting to know some of the young talent that's uh, in the country, some good young talent. Was there a plan to come to Japan at all, Steve? No, not from my end, no. Having been the outside of the Wales set up, what have you noticed that has really impressed you since you've been here for a few days? You just look at the environment, it's a wonderful environment, you know, you look at each department, how, how they function and uh, very efficient, everybody knows their role, they do very, very well. That's from a management perspective, you know, um, the boys, the characters, the knowledge of the game. It's been huge positive from my end. What about Australia's well? huge game on Sunday? It's fantastic, isn't it? It's fantastic. Uh, last time out, uh, Wales was successful against Australia. It's going to be a, a massive occasion and it's the one that players you love, you know, and coaches. Big sporting moments, isn't it? There's more to come after last night. Yeah, we've got uh, some things we can uh, evolve quickly and improve, which is great, and that's the exciting part. How do you assess the Australian backline? We've lots of talented players across that. Yeah, lots of talented players. I look at it from our perspective, and you know, 
Our boys, uh, you'll be looking forward to that uh, challenge of going uh, up against those boys. We've got some wonderful players regarding skill sets, athletic ability, work rate off the ball. Exciting from our end. There seems to be a lot of kicking in those big games against the, the big teams. How does that influence or change what you do in training? I think you've got to be smart, haven't you? Uh, if the team goes frontline loaded against you and the space is behind you, you've got to take that space. It's about managing your team's energy as well. If they're sitting off, then you put the ball through hands. You know, it's, you've got to have a balance, and it's about making sure you manage your game as best you can. The captain, Adam Wendham, if he plays on the weekend, he's going to break the Premier League record. Unbelievable, isn't he? He is fantastic. Just a wonderful player, professional, driven. Clever, intelligent, smart rugby player. Can't speak highly enough about him. One of the greats? Definitely. Try scoring wing Josh Adams was delighted to get over the line in that opening match. Yeah, lovely. Nice to get off the mark first game. Nice headpiece move and I just managed to finish it, so yeah, happy with that. First phase, a couple of inside balls. Is that something you'd worked on a week? We obviously had a look at their defensive setups, something we identified a little weakness there. I managed to go through in the first one and to be fair to their winger, he came across and a really good job, so I've had to pass that across to Gareth, I think it was. I think we ended up scoring off that. And then the second one, pretty much exactly the same. He's probably not come across as quick, give me a little bit more time and I put my head down for the corner. It's a massive game, isn't it? Australia? Yeah, of course. It's a yeah. game in the pool. Well, we still got to get through Fiji and Uruguay. Fiji showed glimpses of how good they can be against Australia in the first game. But yeah, looking at it, you could argue that, that it was probably the crunch game, but we got to dust ourselves off first of all. Pretty disappointed we conceded them two tries, to be honest with you. Um, I think we were looking to keep them scoreless. Six-day turnaround, something relatively new to us, you know, having a short turnaround. So we'll manage the week well, and um, we'll look forward to getting back out there on Saturday. Josh, even though you beat them almost 10 months ago now, can you look back on that game in November last yeah, we, we know what it takes to beat them, of course. they got some outstanding players, big threat over the ball, that's going to be a big focus for us next week. Contact area, I think second half of the, uh, the game just gone now. We're a bit weak over the ball, I think we got pushed off a couple of times and that's going to be a big emphasis next week, especially with Pocock and Hooper over the ball. So if we can tighten up that contact area, maybe change the point of contact a little bit more and then I, th- I think we're in a good place. Are you able to sort of sum up how much that confidence that win gave you? I mean, I think we've all been itching for a game, to be honest with you, since that Island game in the last warm-up games. You know, I think we were all desperate to play the following Saturday. You know, it seems like we've been training forever, so the energy and the eagerness, if you like, showed in the first half where we were pretty fluent, we were ruthless really and everything went to plan so we're going to need that again next Saturday You grew up watching guys like maybe Curtly Beal and, yeah. and then is it a bit surreal then when you play against them? It was the first time you know now at the World Cup on, on the world stage will be pretty special again I'm here now I've, I've just got to focus on myself I've got to believe I'm good enough to be here and try and put my best foot forward I'm really really enjoying it I try not to take things too seriously I'm quite a laid back type of person so um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I'm just going to keep trying to improve and improve and if you can keep doing that then hopefully you'll be here for a long time. Do you actually get nervous for these big games? Yeah, I was nervous first World Cup game, you know, and um, all the family watching back home soon to be coming out. Things that make the difference in these big games like the one you're going to have next weekend. Turnover rate, I think, is quite important that we don't give teams as clinical and as good as Australia easy in so half. We're pretty clean in our half. We apply the pressure on them, you know, force them to make the mistakes. It's a little bit of kicking battle at times, but sometimes you need that to sort of gain ascendancy um, and the territory on the pitch. So it's about being clinical when you get opportunities because against good teams you don't get many. So that's going to be a big um, emphasis for us and probably staying clean in our half, like no cheap penalties and things like that. They look a fit side, always a 
straight a threat with ball in hand, some great runners in midfield with Karevi and then on the outside as well with Corbetti's quick guy. So, you know, they've, they've got threats across the park. You know, we're going to back our fitness, all the hard work, and we take it to them. What have you been doing to switch off Josh around We've just been exploring, you know, it's all a new sort of place for us. The Japanese people are so friendly and so welcoming. It was really nice to be around them. And we've had some fantastic support when we were up in Katakishu, I think, and down here as well. Fantastic. So, yeah, I'm just really enjoying experiencing the different culture. And, yeah, it's good, it's good. Well, prop Dylan Lewis admits losing lot Corey Hill has been a blow for the forwards. Yeah, it's a big shame, obviously, losing Corey. A brilliant bloke and obviously a brilliant player. But the likes of Brad Davis being called up now, a lot of experience, two World Cups, again another big character. So uh, you know, I think it fit back in perfect. Brad Davis, what will he bring in as well? Very similar to Corey, a lot of experience with you know two World Cups under his belt. He's played a lot of international rugby, and similar to Corey, very organised, very intelligent rugby player, bring a lot to our set piece as well. What's the reflections on last night? Been a long summer building up to it. You sort of see that the boys were ready for that game and it's nice to finally get a tournament underway. It's good to get a six tries, a very good team performance. Uh, we spoke quite a lot throughout the week about set piece, knowing what Georgia would bring in and especially scrum time, you know, praising themselves on, on their scrum and being one of the best in the world. Put a massive emphasis on that. And I think definitely first half showed up scrum time and uh, line out. Australia had a good stretch of wins over Wales and you got, got the win last year at the end of last year. How important it's obviously something you know we can take into the game on the weekend and it's it's massive to get those wins against those southern hemisphere teams and getting that win in the autumn last year against them is, is something you know we um, we will be looking back on and what we've done right in our areas etc and it will be big going into this game on the weekend yeah, yeah to summarize what um, world rugby is doing right at the moment to become number one in the world what would you say has been over the last year or two? I tell you, we work hard, we work very hard. In terms of training, you know, it's just it's one of those things. It's a you know, work hard mentality and this every Monday you come in and, and you know you're gonna get taken to the well, but it's it's one of those things where, where everyone buys into it and then you can see that on the pitch and you know, in terms of defence it's it's just work rate and putting your body on the line really and I think that's something which everyone has bought into is is just that mentality of working really hard. Dylan, what's Alan Jones like as a kid, and then uh, what does he sort of bring to the table in terms of inspiration? What a bloke Alan Jones and what you seem to do on the pitch is speak for yourself, and, and off the pitch, it's, it's one of those environments where you know I come into it probably first time with Alan Wynn was in the autumn, and, and he sort of built that environment where still quite a lot of new faces in, in the autumn who come off the back of a summer tour where a lot of the older boys and the more experienced boys didn't go, you know, the likes that went on the Lions and, and then to come into that environment, say there was, there was no clicks, there was no egos, it was, you know, everyone just settled in really nicely and I think that was a credit to, to Al really, I think making everyone feel comfortable and he built that sort of atmosphere and that environment where, you know, everyone's just sort of clicked really easily and that makes training a lot easier and then when it comes to games that makes playing together a lot easier as well. So where do you think the test will be won and lost? Seen Australia on the weekend again. Their set pieces improved quite a lot. That's an area that I can assure you that we will be looking at. But again, defensively, we all know what Australia can do with the ball in hand. Very dangerous team, very exciting team. If we get our defence right, it should be a good game. Yeah. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Massive game this Sunday.
but back home this weekend sees the start of the Guinness Pro 14. A chance now to hear from all four regions, starting with stand-in Osprey skipper Dan Lydiot, who of course knows a thing or two about how to do well in a World Cup. He started by talking about the Ospreys pre-season. Missing the likes of some big characters there. Um, they obviously drive standards in training, so we've had to do that with the squad we got, and we've had a lot of youngsters train with us this uh, summer, and they've uh, they certainly stepped up in, in training, so it's been good. Captaincy for you, I know it's a, a role you've fulfilled at international level as well, but how does it feel to be doing it for a period of time in the Ospreys? Yeah, it's obviously a massive honour. Tips is away in the, in the World Cup, so his big shoes to fill there after him doing such a good job last year. And obviously before in Big Al, the national uh, captain did it for so many years, so uh, no pressure sort of thing. But um, it's a massive honour. I'm just looking forward to the season starting now. What sort of shape is everyone in? Because it's a slightly delayed season. Is that giving you more time for conditioning or more time for rest? Yeah, a bit of both. We've had you know a good um, sort of off-season, time to rest, and it, it has been a, a long pre-season, so there's been enough training now. We're just ready to get stuck into games. But hopefully we're in a good place, you know. Every team that's out there, everyone's had a, a, a tough pre-season. It's just when we come into the games now, that's where it really counts. So proof will be in, in the pudding sort of thing. Just to go back to the World Cups, you've been to the last two. How strange is it for you to be watching on from afar? Not to be a part of it, but there's a lot of players that haven't been selected that could potentially have put their hand up. But that's rugby, isn't it? That's the way it goes. There's no point in moaning about it. You just get on with it. And obviously wasn't selected for the larger squad in the summer. And my main focus is on having a good pre-season with the Ospreys and hopefully hit the ground running now come uh, the season start. That's, that's all I can do. So, uh, yeah, my main focus is here and uh, and hopefully get prep ready for Ulster. Everyone hopes they obviously reach the semi-final and <coughs> potentially beyond. Can you see comparisons from 2011? Yeah, obviously they've got a good blend of experience and, and young boys uh, coming through. But I think it's more open, this tournament, than it's ever been. So there's a massive opportunity there. So uh, I think everyone's uh, crossing their fingers and toes that the, the boys will do it. But I think anyone can beat anyone on the day. So uh, it's going to be a good tournament. Big game in the group stages is likely to be against Australia, a team that from your first cap onwards you've had an awful lot of dealings with. How do you think that one will go? Yeah, well, we, you know, we had a good result against them in the, the Autumn Internationals. I think it's the first time we've beaten them in, in a, a good while. So the boys will sort of take confidence from that. But... Australia seem to be going from strength to strength at the minute, obviously beating uh, the All Blacks uh, in, in recent months, so they seem to be hitting their straps at, at the right time. But it is going to be a tough tournament, but hopefully the, the way it's set out for Wales this year, they'll have enough rest in between games that they'll recover well and I'm sure they'll have strong size out every game. Whereas last uh, World Cup, we, you know, we played England and then we, a couple of days later, straight back to the Millennium to play against Fiji. So that was, that was quite a tough ask. But uh, now nah, the boys will be uh, bouncing. They've done all the, the hard yards now. They'll be uh, hopefully fine-tuning everything. And Warren coming to the end of his time with Wales, I was reading somewhere that you were one of the players who defined his era in the way that you, you approach the game and approach the training and the squad work and so on. Just give an idea of his contribution to... Welsh rugby over 12 years as someone who's played through that period oh, obviously you just look at his record it, it speaks for itself he just certainly gets the, the best out of his players and obviously changing with the times as well go into 2010 where there was a lot of criticism about the Welsh team not being sort of fit enough coming back from that summer tour in the 2011 World Cup we were the fittest team in the tournament so yeah he's, he certainly knows his, his craft and 
it's not for me to say how good of a coach he is because all you need to look at is his record and his record speaks for itself what he's uh, done for Welsh rugby like it it'd be a hard act to follow when you first came across him at international level 10 years ago what were your first impressions a long time ago now uh, yeah obviously you as a young kid you're quite intimidated but you know exactly where you stand with Gats. He's always been up front and, you know, calls a spade a spade, and which I really like. I like to be told straight if I'm, you know, doing good or if it's something I need to improve on. How I gauge someone is how honest that they are. And, you know, he gave me a chance when I was, you know, 21 to um, play for Wales. Give me, you know, 64 more chances as well. So, uh, no, I, I can't fault the guy. The Scarlet's of a new man in charge, of course, Brad Moore coming from a successful season in New Zealand to take over at Parker Scarlets. So how's he finding it? Well, the last few weeks have been excellent. The boys are really engaged, great staff, and, and the club itself is in great position. So the work that Wayne and Stephen, Byron, Yoan as a coaching group in the past have done has, has been excellent, and we're just standing on the shoulders of that. So we've got a really engaged playing group, being led superbly, particularly by Steph and Werner, through this early period and and the boys that are at the World Cup and that have been in the international window have been really engaged and connected with the group as well so it's just been really enjoyable. You leave New Zealand on a big high and next week you're almost at ground zero in terms of building for the new season. What's that like to go through? I'm always an optimist and think pretty positively about things so I'm generally on a high and positive mindset so yes uh, we we had some uh, great success at the Crusaders it's been a very enjoyable time and the, the similarity is you, you come into a different brotherhood and there's still people who are very, very keen and proud of the club that they play for and who they represent and they play for each other. So it's, that's really strong and the bonds are great. So it's a very exciting time to be coming in, to be custodian of the role of such a club and are very proud and grateful for that opportunity and, and can't wait to get into the competition. So we're excited about that. Scarlett's had a huge amount of success over a two-season period. Last season then was a was a dip, some fairly obvious explanations, but what can we expect from you this season? What we're about, our uh, performance is, is about winning the moment day to day and making sure that we, we're present and we're better today than we were yesterday and, and we've got continued growth in all of our people, so staff and, and players alike. Ultimately that turns into putting a performance effort and intent on the, on the field that our, all of our supporters and partners and commercial partners and, and whatnot can be uh, proud of. When you look at the New Zealand coaches coming over here, sometimes it takes a little while to get a slightly different system in place. You look at Wayne when he started, look at Dave Rennie, say, in Glasgow. The fact that you're taking over from Wayne, does that accelerate that process? I hope so. He's been great, a great foil and, and support in terms of being a, a voice on the end of the phone and ears on the end of the phone as well to, to listen and chat to about different things that I'm, I'm trying to get to understand. And Cardiff Blues are certainly looking to improve in the start of last season when they kept finding ways to narrowly lose. We'll hear from coach John Marverhill shortly, but first, Ellis Jenkins on when we can expect to see him return after that injury at the end of the Wales win against South Africa. It's improving slowly, just sort of trying to get back jogging at the moment, just testing the knee out really and trying to build up the volume and intensity slowly. Because it's been a while since I've been able to run, so just trying to do as much as we can without overdoing it and sort of making the knee react. So... I'd like to be back on the pitch this side of Christmas. That's sort of what I'm aiming for at the moment, but will sort of be dictated to by how my knee reacts and how quickly I can get back healthy and then get back fit and fit to play. 
Has it been difficult to cope with psychologically from such a high amount of the match performance, massive international breakthrough to watching them all go to the World Cup and you're sitting here? Yeah, it's been tough. It's, it, has, it has been a tough moment. It's been great seeing the uh, success that all the boys have had. I've seen how hard they all work and I've obviously been part of it for a long time and seeing those boys get rewarded for the hard work with the, the Six Nations and the Grand Slam was brilliant. But there's always part of you that sort of wishes you could have been more part of it and wishes you could have been being on the pitch with them rather than watching from the stand. John, how much is this guy going to be missing at the start of the season and going into the period and looking forward to seeing him back? From what we saw nearly a year ago to where he is now, he's done fantastically well to put himself in a frame to be back playing very soon. He's a huge part of what we're about at the Cardiff Blues. He's, our, he's a captain of our region and he had some tough days there early but he's surrounded by some of his best mates he's had and a lot of good staff around him as well that's helped him through. So he's a leader on and off the field so he has his involvement in meetings and some of the things we're doing behind the scenes. So we'll just be looking forward to making sure when he comes back he's ready to go and bring him back when he's ready and it'd be great for us to have him back on field. Um, he's important what we're doing off the field at the moment, but I'm sure he'd like to help out a bit on field as well. There were some rumours it could be career-ending, but that's not the case? Not the moment. I don't know, and you never know until you're back on the pitch, but I'm positive, the physios are all positive, the surgeon's positive, so just got to sort of take every step as it comes, really, and uh, get back to full fitness. John, going into the season, what are the, what are the expectations? We've had a bit of a change in the off-season, moving from the Vale back into the capital region, into Cardiff. The boys have loved it. We balance up training at Arms Park and the Welsh Institute of Sport, using all the different club rooms we have there for different meetings, coffee shops for different backs and forwards meetings as well. So it's been a real excitement to be back involved in there. We're looking at a group that's pretty stable, pretty similar team that finished last year. We'll start again this year. We've added Jason Tovey and Will Boyd to the group. We'll wait for Hallam and Josh to arrive after the World Cup, but we're a pretty stable group. Richie Reese has come into the coaching group as well, and his direction has been great. His excitement has gone across to the playing group. He's very detailed in what he does, so we're looking to you know, hit the ground running in Kings. How different is this season going to be for you now that presumably you know so much more than you did this time last year? I just think it's, um, it's not as rushed as it was last season. We only had a five week pre-season moving into starting against Leinster but we've had a good build up 13 or 14 weeks and the boys have had a little bit of downtime in between but a lot more detail they've all came back fit we had no fat club this year they're fit and ready to go which just means that you can spend more time tactically and technically on, on what you're trying to do so I'm really looking forward to uh, a big season for us. Will we see a slightly different kind of blues this year from last year? I think the change will be our consistency. I'd like to think that we can go back-to-back winning games rather than you know winning one, losing one. It's something that the club really needs to shake off that tag of our inconsistency. So we are going to use the ball as we did. We're going to play an exciting brand of rugby, but hopefully at the right end as well. And our, our set piece has made some improvements and hopefully we'll see that early in the season. Disappointment with Jared Evans not going to the World Cup, presumably from your point of view, you're likely to have him. He's, he's going to be the linchpin for you, presumably. He had a fantastic year last year and deserved every minute he had in the Welsh jersey. He very disappointed he didn't make it and he's had a little bit of time off and a way to reflect and recharge and he's back at training. I spoke to him yesterday and he's really looking forward to it and it's making sure that the people around him bring the best out of him as well. So we're looking forward to him being a leader. He's had a taste of international rugby now and we want to see that form and that level of consistency come through this year. 
The Dragons are also under new management in Dean Ryan. He's had a few months now to settle in. Listening gave me time, which and, and it, it took the pressure off the group of hey, they're going to get told something again. Been trying to support people that isn't just about what I say. It's about what they've got to say. There's a huge amount of expertise around here, so it can't be about what one person is. Yeah, there might be a bit of point in direction, but it's a bit more collaborative and potentially what they've been used to. And, you know, we've got some new stimulus and people like Sam around the squad. And the last thing I want to do is make it about what I want. I want this region to go well, which involves just more than me. And I think they've sometimes find that difficult but then they've responded really well and I think they're getting better at it and we've now got to do that under the, some playing constraints and reviews and that's just how we'll get stronger. Coming from England and the Premiership and the RFU, how different have you found it now that you've been here a few months? Um, I'm really excited about the tournament um, mainly because you know, having done this for 35 years and not, have not been involved in, in the tournament. I've been in the Premiership all my life really so Europe has obviously taken me into some of these teams but not as a competition so I'm excited about that. I found it incredibly welcoming and I really appreciate that from everybody. Everybody wants this place to do well. Sometimes we've got to manage expectations of the pace that that might happen but is I can't speak highly enough of the group wanting to get better and I stop over somewhere and people want the Dragons to go well. I just want to get playing now. I want to play a tournament that sometimes windows of opportunities because of, you know, the Premiership is the same week every week. And this has its, you know, World Cup year is different, is Celtic Cup is different. And, uh, you know, I'm just really excited about seeing it. I just want to see people play now. Is I've got ideas about someone who's trained well, but I want to see people play. And So who are the sort of players that the people in the stands behind us should be looking well, forward to think... this year, maybe? Well, from a youngster, I wouldn't tell you that because I don't think that helps them. From a senior player, I think, you know, we'd all look at Sam being a huge addition. I think it's a big challenge for Sam to drive a team. He's been outstanding cross pre-season, the speed he sees the game, the contribution he makes to things that we can do within the game. And that's lifted Josh, Arwell, Jack around him to compete. I think we're all looking forward to seeing him play as he's looking forward to playing for a new region. So, you know, what I'm looking forward though is everyone else with probably a little bit more autonomy, a little bit more contribution in what it is we're trying to do and see if that can lift and, and animate them to play. So, you know, we won't know those things till we get out there and we can't talk about lessons we're going to learn until we see what they are. But I do think we're arriving with all of us looking forward to playing because... I think the group's in a good space and it's how we behave when we play, things don't go well, is probably how quickly we'll, we'll continue to grow. That role you've got combining the boardroom with the, the tracksuit stuff is unusual, isn't it? Are you more convinced than ever that it's a way forward? I wouldn't force it on anybody else. I think there's a need to connect what happens here on the field to what happens at the boardroom. I think it gives me opportunity sometimes to be in other rooms that I wouldn't necessarily be in. What I do know is we probably couldn't solve this Dragons problem if people just stayed in one area. I think that's what I do know. So I do know it's probably the right thing. Is It doesn't mean it's going to solve it. It just means we're, we're at the right challenges. But just to have a person on the field and a person in a boardroom or a person is, isn't the right thing for the Dragons. They've got to join it all up. 
and they've got to be smarter about how they move forward and they've got to be aligned because we can't afford not to be. We're a side that's struggling resource-wise compared to the competition and therefore we've got to be more effective at everything we do. Finally, we heard last week about the WIU digital initiative in schools to coincide with the Rugby World Cup. Time now to hear from the maths department at Asgol Gunrad Gumraik Santos Tidville. Karel Tomlinson. What's the benefit of using rugby resources to teach other subjects such as maths, numeracy today? It's just opened up another world to a lot of children that might not have had um, a lot of experience with rugby and they're now enjoying it. They're very, very excited about the World Cup now. So um, it's caused a lot of excitement in class. It's meant that they're a lot more enthusiastic about some subjects that they might not have been as enthusiastic about. We did a lot of artwork last week um, on different players and they thoroughly enjoyed that. Children who might not have wanted to draw pictures before and now really enthusiastic about it because it was just the whole excitement about the new project so they've they've really taken it on yeah and shows that there's something for everyone yes and especially with maths maths can be a subject that a lot of children can be a little bit frightened about and can feel like they can't do it but doing something through rugby then sometimes they don't realize they're doing the mathematical skills that they might be doing in the lesson where we were just looking at symmetry by looking at the flags they're learning just through enjoying them and is something you think can grow throughout the school? Oh definitely, definitely and I think I know a lot of other children have seen some of the work that we've done in class last week with the art and are really excited by seeing that. It's, it's gone on display in the hall which has caused a lot of excitement as well and having a day like this in school we're very very lucky. It'll be rolled out throughout the whole school then. I know from year two to year six have been doing work already but even the younger pupils can really enjoy the benefits of working within the rugby world but doing school work. Rugby and Welsh culture and language are closely associated so it's about bringing that into the classroom yes definitely definitely so plenty going on both home and abroad a massive game against australia of course much more reaction next week until then from the Welsh rugby union podcast goodbye